one two one two one two yo what's up you know what it is it is your probably right podcast starring me of course your host mcm and today we are going to be talking about a few things it's been a while it's been a wild and crazy summer i don't know about some of you out there but it's been wild for me that's for sure so we're on episode nine and First, I'm going to talk about something that's, I'm sure, simple, but very familiar to a lot of you out there, and it's the job search. It's just some questions, which I guess I'm going to have to answer myself because I'm the only one talking here. So, yeah. Anyhow, once again, welcome to You Probably Right Podcast. You're welcome to my house anytime. Figuratively speaking, of course. <laughs> All right, here we go. So the job search, first question. I don't know where this person came up with these questions, but whatever. <laughs> it says, does education mean more opportunity? Now, the way I will answer this question is, I'll say sometimes yes and sometimes no. And the reason why I say sometimes yes is because a lot of the time companies are looking for well-educated people or they're looking for a specific set of qualifications like uh, undergraduate or a master's and whatnot. I will actually go and actually speak on the field that I studied. And in social work, it's funny, you have four levels, basically. You have the social service worker, frontline worker, they can counsel they can do marriage counsel. They can counsel children. They can counsel people from all ages and backgrounds. And depending on a few other certifications, you, know, you could cert you could um, counsel people with drug addiction and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, you're a frontline worker. So in most cases, you can talk to the person. You can listen to their issues, which mostly you, you can be a helper. But generally, you're outsourcing that person like you're finding you're finding different avenues for this person to get help and you're the first kind of line of contact then at least up here in Canada you have the social worker and that's the person with the undergraduate degree and they're literally a social worker not a social service worker they can do much of what you can do but their qualifications are higher because they slightly but not totally there's no quantitative and qualitative uh, research really done at that point and they can counsel again and obviously having the university badge behind their name i think it's ba social work um they can do more again they're still slightly frontline but not totally then you have the masters of course and so on and so forth you get into the clinical side of things and it gets higher as far as the money is concerned and more complicated, of course, too. So in that respect, I'd say yes. But then in my situation, I'm going to honestly tell you, before I finished my course at Seneca College here in Toronto, I was actually getting more <laughs> interviews. It's kind of funny how that worked. 
I'm not really sure why. Maybe the market's changed ever since this COVID thing. It's been kind of wild in this city, but there's lots of opportunity. I don't know where everybody went, but for some reason, there's a plethora of jobs out there for anybody who has the right qualification and has the right resume written up and has the right um, cover letter written up which, you know, it's really important. And, you know, speaking to some of you, maybe you're out there and you, you're you looking for a job. The thing is, and hopefully I'm not going off topic too much here, but the thing is you, you, you really, like you're looking for a career job. Now I'm not talking about you're trying to work at Walmart because if you're trying to work at Walmart or you're trying to work at Chuck E. Cheese or you're trying to work at the nearest grocery store, yeah, you can give them a resume, give them your application, whether you have just education or you have education and you have work experience, you just need to just give them a resume. But if you were thinking of branching out and getting something that's more closer resembling a career, then you definitely want to get a you want to get a letter done. You want to get a proper cover letter done for each job. Now, I'm not telling you that you have to necessarily write a whole new cover letter, but you definitely need to tweak it for each type of job and you need to make it specific for the company. So the only problem is like, you may be one of those people who say, you know what? I'm going to keep it pretty general, but I'm going to send out 50 applications every day until somebody picks me up. Now, you may get a job just because you're spreading so much seed around, as they could, you know, kind of like if you were um, trying to grow some kind of a crop. Now, yeah, you could just take all the seed and just chuck them and chuck them and chuck them and don't place them very well. Now, yeah, you're going to get, if you water it, of course, you're going to get something. But In reality, if you just plant a few seeds or if you send a few applications, well thought out letters with a proper resume, the chances of you getting a job with less effort, I would say so. I I would say that, you know what, you're working smarter and not harder. I mean, you still have to click all those buttons or whatever it is with the applications that you're not really making your your letter that specific. And for some of you, it actually makes sense not to send the cover letter, especially if you're not a good writer or, you know, you have issues with grammar or or whatever it is, because soon as I'm pretty sure when they pick up, you know, the the analytics and the algorithms of, of what the, the programs that they're using to pick through people's resumes and cover letters. Now, if you have grammar, grammatical errors, or you have punctuation issues and stuff like that, or things aren't accurate, um, I think it just pretty much pulls you out of the pile and throws you to the wayside, you know, and these companies nowadays, they're not even answering, you know, their, their, their new thing now is only those we're interested in, we will contact. So they just kind of just leave you out of it, you know, but that's just my two cents. And if you think I'm wrong, well, you know what? You're probably right. Okay. So does age play a role? Um, I would say age plays a role for sure, because a lot of the companies, they don't want some old head, as they say, in their their company 
you know, there's a few things like age pays a role, even if they're say, you know, people say that, you know, people shouldn't be, you know, there should be no age discrimination in jobs. The reality is there is. I mean, if you have a company and you're trying to be a master of the universe and you're in your chosen field and your profession at your company and who are you going to pick? Are you going to pick the seasoned vet who doesn't know one thing about YouTube or social media? And maybe that's something that that your company needs. Or are you going to pick the gamer kid who knows everything and, you know, all the things that you don't know about computers and, you know, programming and coding and all these different things. Chances are you're going to take the youngster, right? Some people would say that a senior, like a, an older, an older aged person might be good um, from the, from the area where, like, I'm, I'm missing the word, from an advisor, kind of a situation where you don't really have them too much hands-on in the business but you do have them in an advisory role kind of guiding the young young bloods how to handle business but again i could be wrong and you could be right but yeah you're probably right all right anyhow next question we're just flying through we're gonna get to some serious topics soon but i figure i would get some of these questions out of the way um let's see does color play a role now color very 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 touchy um, topic some people will say yes and i would say yes too i would say color plays a role sexual orientation plays a role sex plays a role the look on your face plays plays a role, especially if you're using um, something like LinkedIn. Like literally, should you take your picture with your glasses on or should you take them with it off? You know, should you smile or should you have a smirk? Should you have a, a business suit on or should you have a open collar? Like it's just so many things that make a difference. And of course, color is going to play a role. I mean, for instance, now up here in Canada, and I'm just being real, um, if you go to a Tim Hortons, and the reason why I'm picking Tim Hortons is because it's probably the one of the most frequented um, establishments by the most amount of people besides like a McDonald's, and a lot of people don't go there anymore, but a lot of people will stop for a coffee or a, a donut every once in a blue moon or maybe a slushy or something. But if you can think right now in your mind's eye, that's right, close your eyes. Now, think of the last time you went to Tim Hortons. What color was the person who served you at the window? Or what accent did you hear when you were placing your order? Some of you will know exactly what I'm talking about. But the bottom line is now say I walk in bopping myself and then yo, what's up? And uh, I'm looking for a job and the chances are I, I could, I could find a job there, but they might be looking for a certain demographic. I know some people think, no, it's just certain people looking for those jobs, but no, there's a lot of people, other people looking for those jobs too, but certain people you're going to see definitely when you head over to a Tim Hortons. Now, if you go over to a Starbucks, 
you might find somebody of different culture. You might, matter of fact, you might find a, a lot of different cultures in there. But again, you're still going to find a certain type of person. Or say you walk into like a Roots Canada, you know, or a Lululemon. You know, there's just certain, you know, people are looking for certain things at certain companies. And, you know, as they say, birds of a feather tend to flock together. So, and I guess they work together as well, right? So, does color make a difference? I don't know. It depends because, honestly, sometimes companies have a quota. You know, all that blurb that they put at the bottom of every application about anti-oppressive, yada, 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 First Nations, yada, 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 um, accessibility, blah, blah, blah. Please let us know if you have any exceptionalities or are you you are um, living with a disability, you know, that stuff that we see that pretty much every company ignores, but they just put at the bottom of their applications just to, you know, check all the boxes. And I'm just being real. And I could be wrong, you know, but I don't think I am. Okay, let's see. There's another one. Does the fact that you have or don't have a good resume or cover letter tailored to its job description hurt and i already kind of answered that question already and the answer is yes if you really 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 want or if you just kind of want the job put it this way if you're just putting out resumes and cover letters just to say that you're doing a job search you know maybe you're in your down down on your luck or maybe you're on like welfare or social assistance or something like that and you just want to show that you're looking but you're not really looking then yeah throw them out everywhere and do whatever you want <laughs> but if you're serious and you really want the job that you're applying for, you need to make sure your resume is right. You need to make sure that you write up a separate cover letter stating the company's name in the cover letter. It lets them know. I mean, even let's just say it is an individual actually looking over them. It and I, I mean, eventually it will. Even if even if you know there's. 47 applications and they weed some of the small the, the weaker ones out eventually it's going to come down to you and about seven other people at least for any job and the chances are somebody's going to look at it if they see their company name in it they're going to okay well obviously there was some intent now of course if you ever receive those letters in the mail that says they're such and such and it has your actual name on there and then you can tell that it wasn't written for you they just switched the name now you can go that far in being specific like you know dear mcdonald's i you know i was looking to get hired and yada 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 and i have this much experience and blah 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 you can do that or you can actually really really tailor it and you'll have obviously you'll have a better chance so just food for thought should you use social media um I think you can, and I know some people are scared. I heard I heard that, you know, some people are scared of using social media, like again, LinkedIn, because you know, you have your face out there. And for some people, you can kind of slip in under the radar with a average name, <laughs> an average North American name or European name, and you may not be European. But um, like John Smith, right? Or, you know, Rose. McCarthy, like, you know, these kind of names you can, you can slip in Now you might be a black person and you, you might be ostracized if your face is popped up on, on social media, you're looking for this job, 
but sometimes they're looking for you. So my advice, use your head, but at the same time, do you really want to work in for a company? I now I know the person hiring may not necessarily be your supervisor. They may even just be a headhunter. But at the end of the day, do you want to work for a company that discriminates anyways? There's probably going to be other issues in that company. But of course, if you say yes, you're probably right. Okay. COVID wait. <laughs> we're switching we're switching topics quickly, guys. We're already at 16 minutes and I'm making this a short one, I think. But um my COVID wait is crazy. My COVID rate game is crazy. <laughs> it's out of control. You know what happened just before COVID? I I said, you know what? That's it. Enough of the weight gain. I'm going to lose some weight and it's just going to be that way. But as you know, COVID showed up and I gained more weight because they said, lock down the doors, batten the hatches, stay inside, stay off the streets. Remember that when it first started, everybody's like, Lord, have mercy. I got to get rubber gloves to go to the grocery store. I got to find some type of a mask because masks weren't all out there at that time. And I got to stay off the roads. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I was out there. I was going to get food here and there and everywhere. I ended up getting hooked on almost fast food just regularly. Just there was nothing else to do. Some of us were still being paid. So we had lots of money to spend. We didn't have very much gas money to to pay for. Women didn't have makeup to get because I mean, well, I, I guess I was later on with the lipstick and stuff. It's like, who needed lipstick when you're always wearing a mask? Everywhere. Nobody. But I mean, in other words, there was just a lot of extra money around COVID time if you had a secure job. Now, I know a lot of people didn't, so I am sensitive to the fact as well. But the bottom line is I was just, just like, let's go. And, and the the lines at the grocery stores you didn't even want to go in a grocery store so yeah a lot of people a lot a lot of people got hooked on buying um outside food as they call it or fast food and the uber if you were uber driver that time you were probably raking in the dough but anyway my covid weight yeah i i put on already sadly i'd put on already 30 pounds from my average kind of light exercise and you know recreational fun kind of life and work to another 20 after that so put it this way i ended up 50 pounds overweight it is horrible it feels horrible you know that's the funny thing it's i would never have thought i could have got this heavy and matter of fact, if you saw me, you wouldn't even probably think I'm as heavy as I am. But it's like, I just got to get it off. And now it's like, you're begging to be at work just to have some type of routine. A lot of people didn't realize how much having a job, going to a job, leaving home and going to a job at a set time every day sets you with a routine. And you can now put in the workout either in the morning or the evening. I'm more of a morning person because after work, I don't want to do anything. But, um, you know, that's just me. Next, let's see. <laughs> I was going to say something about it, but 
I wanted one of those cards that would let me get away from that certain uh, shot that everybody seems to be dreading that some people have obviously already taken, token, taken already. <laughs> um, I'm going to speak about this a little bit. Now, here in Toronto, Canada, or should I say Ontario, Canada, or should I just say Canada, they're pushing, and sorry if you heard a lot of knocking. I, you know, I have this thing in front of me, and I think I might have been touching it, so it might have actually been making noise in the microphone. I have my apologies; it just flipping dawned on me. But um, they're pushing the narrative that they want everybody vaccinated. Now, hopefully, they don't give it the snip snip. This episode, you know what I mean. But isn't it our bodies? Can't I decide what I want you to put in my body? Literally. I mean, and I'm, you know, going to keep it straight. Women can choose if they want to give birth these days in society. You get pregnant. You don't have to go through with the pregnancy. You can plan to abort. And as far as I know, it's been proven that once conception and the fetus is in there, a lot of people consider that a, a person. And they're giving people the choices to off somebody like that. It's sad. But with this uh, vaccine situation, now, the vaccine was made for the first appearance of this sickness, disease, pandemic, virus, flu, whatever you want to call it. It wasn't made for a Delta. <laughs> it wasn't made for the, the different variants like the London, the English version. It wasn't made for the African or the Brazilian or whatever they, they've first found these things. It's kind of funny that they were able to start doing that and it stopped now. But it's kind of funny when we heard somebody saying China every time we just, you know, it was like, oh, how dare he say it's the Chinese virus. And then, you know, it's kind of funny. Five months later, what were they doing? They were telling you where it was first. First, they were saying it first, you know, showed up in the UK version and it showed up in Brazil. And there was the African version. Then slowly it kind of all went away. And that was just Delta. Delta virus. No, <laughs> it's it's crazy. But there's so many people who do not want this vaccination. Just being straight. I think of a lot of black people who do not want this virus. Yeah. I know so many black people who do not want this vaccination. I mean, hopefully my mic sounds better um but you know you think about the tuskegee tuskegee um experiments and all the stuff that happened to black people and other cultures things were tested on us literally there were so many women in the states that were unable to be to get pregnant after their insides were all screwed up by people scientists people who we trusted you know people who on welfare were you know not afforded 
many of the things that others were. So they said, hey, take this pill. What are you going to do? You're 13. You take the pill. You know what I mean? And I just believe there's so many people who are wary of this vaccine. I don't understand why they're stuffing it down our throats and why there are so many people saying, yeah, it's okay. I'll take it. Give it to me. Like, really? Because somebody on City Pulse or CP24 said, take it. It's good for you. But because you're a doctor, I've noticed one thing. I've talked to a few doctors. Obviously, I'm not going to name any names, but from the very beginning, they're like, this vaccine comes, you make sure you take it. You take that vaccine. What are you, crazy? Take the vaccine. Really? Did you know that the University Health Network has 900 people who have yet to be vaccinated, who work in the hospitals? Why is that? If you're telling me that you can't convince all of the people who were supposedly around when people were catching it in the hospitals, the people who were seeing people come in the hospitals with COVID and they're not getting vaccinated, like such a high amount of number of people out of what, three or four hospitals are not getting vaccinated and you want me to go get vaccinated? Certain companies saying that, okay, we're just going to rapid test you at least five times a week. Really? You better find that rapid test where you just test my tongue. I don't want you sticking something up my nose every day. That's crazy. Like, what happened to people's freedom? Or did we really have freedom? And was it just a mirage or just a, you know, a, a, a dream? You know, it's kind of like the emergency orders to to make everybody stay inside their house later we find out oh actually if we let you all go out and just not indoors you all would have been fine or how about oh masks don't help oh yeah masks do help like it's just going back and forth back and forth back and forth are you telling me that i am gonna trust you in using a experimental vaccine i heard the moderna one is really bad Pfizer one's not as bad. And let's not talk about spike protein. <laughs> yeah, blood clots everywhere, even if you're not Jamaican, man. For real. Yeah, we already have natural spike protein. This is the, the spike protein that was, you know, developed by the scientists that seem to be causing a lot of blood clots. And people are dying. Not a lot, they say. Not a lot. But... Yeah, you should listen to Robert Maloney and see what he has to say about it. Because apparently he's the one who first developed the mRNA um, research to make the vaccines that they're making now. And he's saying that it's not even 100%. So I don't know why there's so many people that are adamant about we need to take it. It's still in its trial phases. Even though they've given it to so much of the population. Now... I'm not sitting here saying like some people like like there's been many there's so many different sides of this vaccine um, conversation. There's so many people who have so many different ideas. There was a lot of religious people thinking, uh oh, it's the mark of the beast. And, you know, we're hearing it like they're literally saying um, you can't come to University of Toronto if you haven't got the vaccine. Um, you cannot work at RBC unless you get your vaccine They're You know, they're various companies 
there's Canada opening its borders on what August August 9th Americans can come over the border to Canada we'll see all the license plates we can't go over to the states unless it's really essential and it's for business until September 21 they just changed it again and they're probably going to push it back again people think that you know everything bad comes to Canada to the states so best thing is to block us off well you never know you might be right or should I say you probably right you know but um I just want the choice I, I I figure it's my body now I understand that you know you have to look outside you know they have to make decisions based on the population and the greater threats to society and stuff but you are literally using a vaccine on people that was not properly tested and that the the people who know will tell you that the vaccine was rushed because it was an emergency my question to you is and maybe you can go and figure this out this is just to you yeah you not the person over there the person who's listening you I want you to check out whether or not I can sue or my family can sue if I die in a few months because I took the vaccine and I bet you any money when you check it out you're gonna find out that no you can't sue anybody nobody can be sued companies cannot be sued for giving you a vaccine that they meant to save your life it's kind of like an EpiPen you are well within your rights once you've been trained to use an EpiPen on somebody you think is having an anaphylactic reaction to something. So, I mean, it's totally different, of course, but the bottom line is they're forcing us to take something that there's no repercussions, there's no consequence of them giving it to us. Whether we get blood clots, whether we have headaches for like the rest of our lives, whether we're magnetized, as they were saying at the beginning, I don't even know anything about that stuff, but there's so many, you'd be surprised. I watched a video today and this guy was saying how many different things like leukemia and yada, yada, yada were coming out if you get this vaccine, guaranteed. There's people promising death months after and you'll never be 100% this, that, and the other. Like, there's a lot of scare tactics out there. And then there are the people who are just questioning it. They don't trust it. They don't want it. And I think we should have the right to a certain extent, of course. And they were saying that, you know, all they needed was 50% of the population. And then they'll leave everybody alone. But I don't think that's going to happen. I'm waiting for churches to be fully populated again in workplaces. Yeah, there's people moving out of your cities out to the boondocks. Yeah, you know that place where you thought you should have moved a couple years ago? Yeah. Now those places, if you check the real estate prices on, on places that hardly have any um, amenities and hardly anything's out there, just houses, you can't even afford those places anymore. Times, they are a-changing, people. Yeah, I don't want that thing. Or did I already take it? And I'm just saying that. That's the funny thing. You know, speaking of um, looking for a job, I had an interview with somebody 
and they outright not they straight up asked me are you vaccinated and now i'm wondering it's it's political but it's almost like is it personal like can you seriously you know you're hiring people can you seriously ask a person are you vaccinated and make that one of the criteria as to whether or not you hire the person I don't know what's happening with our society. I know that I don't enjoy sucking back my carbon monoxide, you know, carbon carbon dioxide. You know, with these masks, we're expected to be working indoors all day with a mask on. I know that's not healthy. There's nothing healthy about it. Apparently you can't get it from everything you touch. So at the grocery store, you can tell they kind of cooled off on the spring down of everything and assuming that everybody has COVID when they touch this or that. People, the lines are starting to get a little more closer. Not so, it's not like seven feet between each person or six feet. It's a different day. Anyhow, this is a short one. I hope you learned something. If you didn't, then hopefully you're not too bothered by me rambling on. I really appreciate you coming out and checking me out. I'm asking you to share this or you can share some of my other episodes. I really appreciate it. I haven't put any of the videos of the other podcasts online yet. I'm thinking about it. They're not on my YouTube channel. And this YouTube, you know, it's a funny thing too. I don't even know if they're going to keep this or let this properly air or not. They check those analytics. Once the AI, the artificial intelligence, goes through my episode, maybe it won't even be on. Maybe you're the last person who's going to hear it. Maybe you're the last person who's going to hear me. Who knows? I don't think I've given enough information for them to finish me, but you never know. Anyhow, we out here. Thank you for coming out. You probably write podcast. You know, Take care.